Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Have you tried changing your health year on year, resolving that this year things are going to be different, but nothing seems to change? Oftentimes, when things are not changing, we're following many wellness myths and not looking at the full picture, including our nutrition, recovery, stress management, leaving out mind-body connection. I want to introduce you to Wellness Redefined, a new podcast from Refillion Media that's here to dispel all your myths about wellness and fitness while sharing stories of how we redefine what it means to be healthy. On each episode, we'll be talking to experts from all walks of life who will share their own unique wellness journey and offer their perspective. I am your host, Tamika Rochester, founder and CEO of Harlem Cycle, a premier wellness space in New York City with a focus on indoor cycling. I've been an advocate for wellness since as early as I can remember. So if this sounds like something that could help change your life, go ahead and pause the show you're listening to and subscribe to Wellness Redefined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. But it is Women History Month. Um, so on that note, thank you for empowering all the young girls at our oh, gym. So cool to see. Yes. It's really amazing. And I'm absolutely, I've, I love seeing the young girls walk around with confidence and moving barbells and just feeling good about being strong. Because even just a few years ago, that was not the case. And the amount of girls and boys that message me all the time about wanting to get stronger and have more muscle is really amazing. Between the Reps with Brooke Entz and Gina Chancharulo is a CastBox original produced alongside Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Between the Reps wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hello, this is KKSF, KKSF Smooth Jazz on KKSF. <laughs> Smooth Jazz. Today we're going to play the hits from John Coltrane. <laughs> and we have their uh, special friend. <laughs> Is that the trumpet? I don't know. 
On that note, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. And we are joined by our bestest friend, Daniel Jahangard. <clears throat> Jahangard. Jahangard. Daniel Arya. Jahangard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. very. Are you Persian. Irish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy St. Patty's Day. Yeah. So, uh, on that, I'm going to have you speak a little Farsi, Gina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Salam. Hale Shoma. I don't know how to answer it, though. Fuba, uh, merci. There you go. You know. You know Just a little you know bit. The Farsi. I, I, know, I know the Farsi. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what are we doing, guys? What are we talking about? Oh, well, we're just going to, you know, give you some props here. Gina's going to intro you. Hey, oh. guys, we have two microphones. I'm going to order us a third one today because this is cool. <laughs> I just feel like I should just hand it to you and just, no. I, I want to interrupt you. Okay, so Daniel okay. has developed a healthy habits program that he teaches at SF State. Very cool. You don't just teach it, though. Oh, I, I was waiting for the crows to stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't just teach it, though. You helped create it. I helped create it, right? yes. And I yes, and every week we go and teach a class. Very cool. Yeah. But you don't just teach one class. You teach, like, three classes, three right? Three classes one day. Crazy. So pretty much essentially what it is is it's a class that with the goal to bring to light with a lot of these students. It's an under-division course for SF State in the Ethnic mm -hmm. Studies program. And it really just wants to highlight why is working out important? Why do it? What are the benefits as we age and our bodies change? You know, what are some reasons to resistance train? You know, progressive overload training, things like that. And I just try to use as much science, evidence-based articles, bring it to it, and try to debunk a lot of the myths. How long have you been teaching this course? Because I remember when you first were starting, it really was like you had a, like you were able to kind of create what you wanted, right? They knew what you wanted. They wanted you to get out of it, but you had to sort of put everything together. Oh, you yes. built it. What was the curriculum? Right, I helped create the curriculum, and it took years to years to get approved by the NIH. It took years to, you know, and every semester we try to improve upon it as well, right? Mm -hmm. But now we're pretty pretty much getting the flow of it and moving forward with it. And the feedback from the class is pretty awesome. We make them do everything from food logs to they have this like multi million dollar gym at SF State that like half of them never even walked into. So pretty much like go and get exposed to it. They write reflection, place, uh, reflection pieces on like what they like, what they didn't like, the intimidation, the unknown, all this. And then we just try to like give them the tools, like why it's good for you in every domain. And then how can we like get more confident and get more exposure to sort of like take away this like fear and of being like so scared of this gym. How many people are in your class? So the classes range between like 15 to 25 people. And there's three classes uh, each semester that I teach. Okay. Um, do you... I guess like feedback because you've been doing it for so long too. What has the feedback been for you? Because I even I think for me and Gina, you we're so used to you going and teaching, and your confidence in the curriculum has gotten even better as you've been able to build it. Is there a process I guess in which like who's like check checks and checks and balances? Who's like maybe checking on curriculum or or deciding where you guys might want to change things? Or is that done just within like? The teachers, or do you guys have something where the students give any feedback? Oh, yeah. So the students pretty much do like a little mini survey Monday uh, in the beginning of the semester, in the middle of the semester, and the end of the semester. And then using that feedback, try to sort of what they liked, what they didn't like, what did they value, what do they want more of next semester. And then every semester we try to take that feedback and then try to make it better and better. Give me uh, one thing that was like maybe the most comical feedback someone gave you or something that was like so 
oh, maybe ludicrous that you were like immediately were like nah like disregard that and then one thing that you felt like you definitely wanted to implement like change wise it doesn't need to be like a huge change but uh man that's a hard question so one thing that people want to know wanted to know that was ridiculous was how to do specific diets when I always talk about like not to do diets so that's always like the one it's like okay cool that's so cool I totally get what you're saying oh my god I got it (laughs) Um, so how do I, how do I do keto? So how do I want to do that? <laughs> so that's probably the most ridiculous because it's just like went over their head or they didn't understand the grasp of what I was trying to teach. The thing they really want to know, which I wish I had more resources to teach is how to lift correctly. Cause yeah. the last, last uh, couple classes I bring barbells and I bring all these things and we just go over like basic movements on how to squat, how to deadlift, how to press. And we just, yeah. Do you just lug those out of your car? Uh, no. Like, are I you bought, just like I bought, I bought, schlepping I, up to San Francisco <laughs> an yeah. hour with all this stuff in your car? Or do well, you steal it from the gym? Uh, first of all, stealing <laughs> is such a strong word. Borrowing, borrow it borrowing the, for prolonged borrow periods it? of time is pretty much what I do. And I just take my friend's cars that have, you know, nice beamers or Jeeps that have a big trunk space. <laughs> and I just, okay. yeah, and I just wrap it around blankets. Hope you got a big trunk because I'm going to put my barbell in it. Yeah, so... So essentially that's what I do to take that. So they always want more of that, which I wish I could give more of. Yeah. But with one person and like 15 to 25 people to teach them how to lift all the time, it's kind of like, it's very time consuming. Mm-hmm. I would say that's do what you, I wish I could do more. Do of. you see like the possibility of, I guess, the program getting more funding and being able to have equipment there for you? Like giving you more things to help you have like the tools to, you know, make even bigger changes and stuff that you feel like will be... A really good positive change or add-on to the whole program. Oh, definitely. The The goal in the beginning was to try to get it implemented in schools for actually how we go segue mm-hmm. into this for the kids. Yeah. And to have this to give them like a healthy habits class to do resistance training with all the kids and to give them access to have like on-site containers for them that we would take out and use it. So that eventually would be the long-term goal. But right now at the moment, we're just, just trying to move it on, keep it alive. Yeah. Well, he did, Daniel did say it's a segue. So what we really wanted to talk about today was kids CrossFit, really just like kids and training. Yeah. Um, DJ has been teaching for over 10 years. He's run two affiliates and currently runs and manages the program for CrossFit West. Not only is he, I've been to a lot of CrossFit gyms. I travel a lot. I've been there where I'm in the in the building when classes are going on i'm not necessarily taking the class but i'm watching people teach adults but i'm also watching programs for kids and i would say a lot of the ones i've seen could use a little bit of work and i don't think it's that people don't want to put work into teaching kids i think it's a couple of things some people maybe aren't quite educated enough on how to teach children and through different ages and what they're, you know, what they're physically actually needing and what you need to be careful of. And this is something that you've been doing for so long. That's you right. were teaching a kids program at CrossFit Maxim. That's right. Yeah. When I met ago, you. A long time ago. And that was what, like eight years ago? Seven years ago? Yeah. A long time ago. And I mean, from then, I, you were like, hands down, the like world's most excitable man. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so good for kids. And so I... We wanted to have you on to really talk about your introduction into teaching kids. Okay. Maybe when you realized that you were really good at it and uh, how how it has been building your kids program. Because you have students that you've, they've been with you since you started. That's right. Doing kids programs. That's right. So I'll say I started in pretty much college. Uh, one of my best friends, Sam Allen, was like, hey, 
Uh, I run this basketball program. It's a bunch of kids, different ages, you know, from like six years old to like 15 years, right? You know, do you want this job? I was like, sure, let's do it. They ran me through this. I don't even know how to explain it. This process of like try to like uh, filter out what trainers to get, certain personality types. And I'm talking, they would have you in groups like 15 and 20 and they'll just walk up to you and give you a mic like, hey, you stand up in front of everybody and talk about uh, winning a million dollars. How would you go? Boom. You have 60 seconds. So like you just had to be on your wits super quick, right? And they would run you through all these types this of drills. This was the interview? This was the interview. You had like hundreds of, you have hundreds of kids like for this job, right? For this basketball camp. Right. Hundreds of like Oh, so you're teenagers, saying like when you college say kids, rights. you mean, yeah, yeah. older. And then you're in this yeah. program. They split you up in like groups of 15 to 20 and then they run you through different stations. And <laughs> the, depending on how you perform at these stations, they like take like 10 of them. You know what I mean? And it was this like rigorous process. And all my, my Sam was like, hey, you just got to get out of your bubble and just be a kid. And I'm like, dude, I got that. I watch cartoons <laughs> still, right? I can do that. Yeah. And so they ran you through this process. They filter you out. They do like this name game. And it's like, are right, you? Hey, random person there. Name five people in the circle. And you just had to be present, I would say is one of the biggest one. And just like eager to like give 100%. Right. And then from there, we ran the kids program where the motto was, you just got to wow these kids. Right. These kids are living this in the generation where they're like super plugged in. How can you keep them, keep them away from their phone for one hour? Right. How much magic can you do? Because if you're on your phone texting and like, yeah, go 200 meter run. You good. You got this. And then, like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, and then, you know, they're just like this guy's on his phone, Snapchatting. I'm a Snapchat, too. Right. And right. so being super present with the kids and then just being so like comfortable being out of your shell, I think is probably one of the most important things I learned at that basketball camp. And I pretty much teach my adults the same way. <laughs> you know, they're just a little bit more mature jokes. <laughs> you definitely yeah, you know do. I mean? And I love it. Just a little bit more mature groups. But I'm, I've always been a very, very positive person. And in that camp, again, they keep saying everything's all positive. High fives and chest bumps. And so taking it to the kids class uh, from the first day, essentially, it was such an easy transition for me. You know, you're with these kids. You, you listen to them. You listen to what they like. You do all these icebreakers to get them out of their shell because everyone's so like, you know, so cold and so like, you know, uh, what's the word? Yeah, they are. Sometimes scared. Well, quiet, I, feel like just ra- I feel like the generation is yeah. raised on tablets. It's like the, the time mm-hmm. of Wally. You know what I mean? These people right. like don't really have social. Yeah. Wally. <laughs> you know, the social skills aren't like, you know, they're not eagerly. Hey, how you doing, teacher? Yeah, I'm really excited to learn weightlifting. You I know? don't think they any don't, kids do that. I don't think any kids I, do I feel that. like you would have done that as a kid, though. I don't think though. any kids do that. But if, yes. If anything, I imagine that getting into weightlifting for kids in general, unless they are children of parents and family that are into it automatically like 99% of them are going to be resistant to you telling them to grab a barbell so you have to be very creative not only in how you teach how you approach how you you know break the ice but also it's not just that but you like for our case and not to like not to segue but to create an environment in your gym with people in the gym that also can you know are emanating exuding uh like positivity when it comes to training or weightlifting, right. you know, for men and, and women both. Right. So, yeah. And so, you know, with this, with this kids program, it's, it's definitely important to do that. Right. You want to set the tone from the first day you get a new kid, right. They are so scared. They it's, and again, I'm telling you, it's just like adults. First day you coming in, everyone's like laughing and high fiving. Everybody got half, you know, their shirts on and had shirts off sweaty and everyone knows everyone, everyone knows where everything is. And you're here like, Oh my gosh, this is like the first day of school. You know, and I just try to make it as fun and loving as possible. And the environment that we try to create in like our kids program is they're just one big tribe and one big team. Even if they don't like each other, which they will learn to like each other. Right. They're just one big team. 
And so we make like the older kids take care of the younger kids. You know, they put the clips on for the younger kids and it's just very like tribal. You know, it's very, very cool. Yeah, we're, they're always, we're still usually training when kids class starts. That's right, that's right. So we always get to watch them like yeah. all lined up. And you, you teach and you teach them in the way that I like to coach, which is a little bit like a, you want everyone to move at the same time. Right. You line them up. They're already, they're learning order. They're learning how yeah. to follow rules. They're learning how to listen. But again, even with all of like the, the, the orders or the, you know, um, like telling them like what's up next or, you know, getting them to listen to you and do what you ask, you always sprinkle in so much fun yeah. and so many jokes that it's like, it's fun to listen. You almost want to listen because you might miss a joke that you right. want to hear. <laughs> right. here and right. that's me on the sideline watching you coach yeah. so you know and it's funny like i'll try to see like what's trending and all that like what are they watching like, oh my gosh did you guys see that last episode of riverdale i know crazy <laughs> and then just to you know even though i don't even watch the show i just like know like what they watch or stuff like that just to make it relevant and bring them back down to like have fun but the order thing is so true everything is organized great they know where they're lining up they know where they're facing they know who they're sitting next to they know who they're sharing a bar with when we organize rowers they know it's going to be perfectly separated they know everything and they've been again they've been conditioned to that they understand it. it's not even a second question and if they're lazy with it it must be like their first day yeah because after like a weeks and weeks and going on they know the program and it's not like it's like military at all but they just know like this is how it's supposed to be yeah this is how it's organized this is because of my safety this is like what i need to well, it's do like, it's like it's like a little military in a very positive way yes yes it's like because order is nice and it's clean yeah. and also you've created such a great environment for that yeah. and like a very positive um it's, you think positively when you think of, like when i think about like military when i'm coaching or when i'm watching you or how we talk about order it's all the positive things it's right. never there's no negative connotation right. and then when a new kid comes in or even a new adult comes into class because you run the class the same right it's way easier to fall into class right. and for anyone to help you can like look around and people are moving in a way that's very organized and so it doesn't feel messy i've definitely been to gyms where it's a mess right. you know like you don't know where anything is someone takes your stuff in right. the middle. No, like, oh my gosh, you're about the worst. to start and yes. all your stuff's gone i know so yeah. you, you're you've done a really really great job in building the program and uh i do want you to before we take a quick break yes. can you tell us like one vivid memory you have from when you were in the training for a basketball camp oh you want to know yeah Kay. so the one memory i had is they pretty much they, oh i'll tell you they, they go up to you and in front of everyone they have this guy that looked like a camcorder and it's like hey so they give you a mic just like this and they're like you just won a million dollars and they just wait for you and how crazy you can be people will do backflips and you just again the definition to get out of your bubble and just yeah. show that you can be a child right and so it's how crazy you can be and i just remember i was just like i want a million dollars and i ran through the basketball court and i ran all the way around opened up the back i like want a million dollars i through the back i can't believe it you know just like that <laughs> world's most hey, excitable man that's me that's where it started fired you'd have been like this uh yeah <laughs> What? Wait, did I really? <laughs> did, it, did you do it? Did it work? Did it, did it, work? Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I can, like, connect to that sort of feeling even when I very first started coaching. Right. Like, I, I grew up singing and dancing and performing, and I always am, I'm always more comfortable... Or... Uh, 
maybe not so now. Right, but like right. I was always more comfortable performing in front of people I didn't know. Than people you know. Than people that I knew. Right. And a lot of people, it's like opposite. Like they're way more comfortable making a fool of themselves in front of people that they know. But it's almost like I cared too much what people that I, I knew and cared about what they thought. And I remember when I started coaching, I I had like this mindset. I remember I, I literally was like, okay, you have to fake it till you make it. Yes, and I'm it wasn't sure. like fake my knowledge or fake my you know, my experience, it wasn't that at all. It right. was fake my confidence in my ability to run this class and, and have attention from people yeah. and being a female with like coaching adults and men. Right. Like I really had to like, I really came into who I am, which is like, if you meet my parents, they're both like very, uh, confident, powerful, fiery people. Yeah. My dad, for sure. I have this where he, you might be talking about something and be really passionate about it. And it comes across like you're mad or like you're, you're like loud. And right. like, I had times coaching at West where the class would be so big and I'd stand up on like the plates and yeah. I'd be trying to get order, right. like creating, like, I need to see all of you move. I, if you're moving at the same time, yeah. I can see when someone's fucking up. Right. If you're all over the place, can't help you. Yeah. And I'd have times where I'd get like on a soapbox about something and I would be like talking to everyone and the gym, our gym is massive, you guys. Yeah. Like we're, we're DJ coaches and where we train, it is so big and it gets so loud. And at the end of my ramp before we'd start, I'd be like, I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> I love you. I'm just passionate. This is not me <laughs> getting mad at you. And uh, I'm now learning to control that. I'm like trying to control that, that voice. It'd be funny if she was like, shut the hell up, I'm talking. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, it's like, just use that as an excuse. Yeah. You suck. You yeah. suck. No, no, I didn't mean it like that. I'm just passionate. Yeah. No, yeah, but I definitely had to fake it till I make it. Yeah. And did you feel like that, like, even in that moment when they're like, you won a million dollars? Oh, yeah, for you're sure. Like, I got a well, freaking. I had both sides. I had, like, my best friend that I, like, hold in high regard, Sam, right there. Yeah. And then I had, like, 15 other people I have no idea who I am. So I had, like, no win. It's like I could have faked it with people that I do know or people I don't know. So I had to just go as crazy as possible. I'm like, I want to impress my bro. You know, I want to impress my buddy. I just want to know, like, did you have to go after the guy that did backflips? No And you were like, way. great. If, now if I'm just I, running if in I a saw circle. That good, if I, yeah, yeah. If, he did back, if, he, if I saw someone do backflips, I would have to try to do a backflip. <laughs> I've seen you I mean, try to do a backflip. I would do it with no hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah just, you just, just flat uh, back yeah, yourself. Yeah. Oh, he really wants the job. <laughs> Give it to this guy. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you know, when I, uh, it was always so easy for me to like connect with kids. And I really do think because I am a big kid yeah. and I think that part of it makes me, I believe successful with them because no matter their age ranges, I can relate to them in some way. And, you know, with, with the ladies and with the, with the guys, you know, having them like share bars together and all that is really cool. Like having the girls share bars with the guys, it gives the girls confidence. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It makes the guys realize like these girls are strong and I love watching the boys. Yeah. Like the boys in the class. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Like they come in and now like and when they start like getting older and you can see like maybe one has like a crush on the other oh, one. Oh, for sure. And they, they do always like, like go jokes. in early and they always like try to like do like extra pull-ups or something and like right. look over and the girls are just giggling like not even paying attention. Right. right. It's really cute. It is really cute, you know. And again, it's it's this culture where they're all like enjoying being where they're at, uh -huh. not with their phones and just lifting weights. They don't even know how cool they are. And I always tell them, I was like, you guys don't know how, how cool this is. Do you know where else they're lifting weights three times a week, squatting, pressing, deadlifting, cleaning? This is so cool. And then they're just so confident when they come in. Hey, can I grab a heavier bar? Hey, can I do this? I was like, yeah. Can you squat it? Okay. You look okay. Yeah, you go ahead. Cause they're so much more resilient than we give them. Yep. You know what I mean? And parents, 
I think the hardest thing for me would be the the parents are always great, but every once in a while you get parents that are just worried because they don't know. Yep. Right? And they try to interject and they try <clears throat> to come part of your class. It's either that or it's like probably a form of dance moms. Which, what are the, I mean, I know dance, okay, but yeah. Gina probably doesn't know dance. <laughs> so I mean, she did in. have a ballet break in her foot. That's right. Ballerina That's right. break in That's her right. foot. Yeah. Um, dance moms, I mean, that was a show. Okay. And I I would say it's like, you're not going to have that extreme everywhere, oh, but like, I know what this like is. a stage mom. on the mom. Bravo? Yeah. Yes. It'd be yeah. like a parent coming in that like, and I doubt you've had this, right. um, that probably knows more than the other moms or the, uh, a little bit overbearing, overpowering. Like yeah. Well, you know. Or like so asking for things and wanting this. I've had that maybe like once or twice, but for, I think for most of the parents that come, I honestly say, hey, go upstairs. We have like a little uh, loft yeah. area. It's like, go upstairs, just watch the kids. And so the kids don't see the parents. So they're not embarrassed. So they feel awkward. And the parents will see like, you know what? My kid's doing some pretty badass shit. Excuse my language. And, no, you know, okay. and it's okay. She's going to be okay or he's going to be okay. And then they realize like this is how it's going to be. They're going to be lifting weights. They're going to be moving well. And then this is just the normal. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. All right, guys, welcome back from our little bit of a break. Um, we were talking about kids program and the parents was the and last thing that we parents, had talked yeah. about. Yeah. So overall, yeah, the parents are very supportive and the retention that we have in the kids class is great. Mm -hmm. Once they join, the parents, you know, watch a couple classes. The parents trust me, which I value. And the kids have a great time. Yeah. You know? uh, something that, like, I've experienced just with your kids. Correct. Right? And some of the parents. Because what's cool, too, is we have parents at our gym that their kids have been coming for a long time. Yes, yeah. And it's been, and then we do, like, you'll do Endurance Fridays. Or on Saturdays, you have, like, the parents and the kids. They, tra they train together. They do the partner workouts yeah. on yeah, Sundays. Which yeah, which is super cool. So cool. Um, Like, for instance, uh, the winters. 
That's What's right. been cool is like they have both their girls that come, but for a while only one of them would train. The other one did not have any interest in CrossFit. Right. And now they're both doing CrossFit. Now they're both, uh, you know, Reebok, shoes, <laughs> yes. the, the Lululemons, yeah. all of that. And they're 100% in. And my favorite, too, is, like, we had um, some Enswear leggings that I was having. Me and Gina were having the, all the girls try on to, oh, like, see right. different sizes. They loved it. So we are definitely working on some teen stuff eventually. We have, which will be super cool because we literally have all the kids to try it on and photograph. Right. It's right. perfect. Um, other little things that are kind of cool, like, I've had, it's so like, my background is in dance. And I've had some moms from our gym that like their daughters go to dance. There's that one story in particular, uh, a girl at dance was getting teased because she lifts weights. Interesting. And then her mom had basically showed her a video of me and like that, like just having like that and like that connection to someone who I danced into college and I lift weights was something that could, you know, work as like a very powerful uh, confidence booster for this girl and she started coming to CrossFit shortly after because she was like kind of scared to do CrossFit because right. at dance they told her she couldn't right and then it was like uh I don't know what y'all are talking about right. but I can because this chick danced into you know all, for so long totally. and she also lifts weights and so I think in our environment that you are you've created and you know we add to is it's very important for kids to to understand and learn that they can do lots of things. That's right. Yeah, no, lots of things. And then this base pretty much gives them the access to do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this base <laughs> pretty much gives them access to do whatever they want. Yeah. That's what I tell them too. It's like any sport you want to do, anything you want to do, any profession, if you're just a stronger human being, it's just going to be easier. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Like if you're going to play any sport and be yep. a stronger person, it's never going to be like a negative. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and especially with, you know, you both at the gym, working out before the kids come, they hold you both in very high regard. Mm -hmm. You know, they see you guys train constantly. They see you guys like enjoying it, like enjoying the process, having fun with it. They follow you guys on Instagram, <laughs> you know, things like that. And so they, you guys are A couple of them dressed up as us for Halloween. That's right. That's right. For Halloween, <laughs> they dressed up like Brooke and Gina. That's right. Yes. So good, you know. And, uh, you know, it's cool to see you guys lifting because then they see, you know, strong women lifting mm -hmm. in front of them. Before that, it just primes them to... You know, make my life easier during yeah. that one that one hour, so not messing around too much. I know that this this topic you didn't know if you really wanted to talk about it, but I'm going to bring it up because right. I'm very passionate about this. Okay. <clears throat> so we have like in CrossFit, one like our our season is like so weird this oh, year and right. like really unknown and like the yeah this upcoming year and the future of our of like the actual CrossFit Games season is kind of unknown. Correct. Um, the future of CrossFit, it's it's going to be big because we have a big community right. and we love camaraderie, uh, at least over, overarching theme. Right. <laughs> Every individual gym can be different and people are different, but we love camaraderie. We love competition and it's a very fun time experience for us as a community to go and, you know, enjoy Wadapalooza right. or, right. you know, all these other competitions that are really fun. Um, but I have like, it's getting to where not only in our sport, but let's just say, in pop culture okay. for kids and teens like even my nephew is falling into this a little bit of like ah, i don't need school because i'm gonna be <laughs> i'm gonna go viral oh my gosh <laughs> right? Right, right, right it's like i'm gonna go viral and then i'm gonna be famous and i'm gonna have all this money and i don't need to go and do that i don't need to work hard i don't need to be nice to you like it's a very weird it's very weird and so like, i i 
I talk to kids a lot and I get a lot of teens that message me on social media and I try to message them back and I'm kind of like you in the sense like since I was really young my mom's always told me I'm really good at uh, being able to relate to a lot of different ages of people from like really young kids to like really old kids (laughs) really old people really old kids like in their 60s (laughs) (laughs) and um Sometimes the conversation I have with them is very hard for them to, to understand, which is this. In CrossFit, we have a lot of kids and teens, like their goal is to go to the CrossFit Games, right? which is a great goal. But I want you to speak on maybe how you kind of handle this, okay. and I'll say how I kind of handle it. It's a conversation that can be slightly uncomfortable because you have to, like, you, you kind of tiptoe around this line of telling them, it's never going to happen, but also telling them that it could happen. And if you don't try, we'll never know if you can do it. So you have to try. You have to be, you have to be someone who can commit to that. It, it can't be a half-assed commitment. Like you have to commit to it, right. but you also need to live without blinders on and understand like overarching theme of life and how beautiful it is right. and how you should want to try all kinds of things. And through your young age, right. I would say CrossFit if it's ta- if it's taught to teens or kids not in the best regard you're teaching them things that they're always going to have problems with and i say this because i grew up playing a lot of different sports and when you do this when you're young you train in a way that te- that you develop things like speed agility coordination um, and then in crossfit when you do it in the most basic sense of the term you get to use them and you might be able to strengthen them but you don't necessarily learn them right and so you can become more advanced in this in our sport if you have those you have a really good base so like let's say if kids are going to a really amazing kids program where you're actually learning those things right it's the same very comparable to like me when I played softball soccer um, swam did dance gymnastics all these things and then as I got older you like weed out the things you don't love or you weed out the things you're not the bet that good at Right. And you start putting all your time into like the couple of things you're the best at or that you love the most. And that's kind of how it's like natural selection of like your sport career, right? Right. But a lot of kids are going into this mindset of like, I'm going to go viral. And they're also putting that towards, I'm going to go to the CrossFit Games. And right. it's like, for me, I have so many teens. I've had like, and the parents thing, I've had parents come to me and be like, what do I got to do? Right. And I'm like, shit, like, uh, take them to a class. Like, right. don't get them programming. How old are they? 12? Yeah. 14? Like, I understand that we see teen athletes that are, like, crushing it. Right. But also, it's still, it's the same as the adults. It's a less than 1%. Right. Until you're seeing something where you really want to, like, put all your eggs in that basket, try and encourage them to keep doing it because they love it as long as they're enjoying it. But also encourage them to go and play outside and be a kid while they're a kid. Because it's going to be gone (laughs) at a certain point. You know, like, my nephew is really into downhill mountain biking. He's really, and he's really good. He wants to do Red Bull Rampage. He's 16 years old. He's incredible at his sport. He did CrossFit. I remember when he started doing CrossFit, what I liked about it for him is it gave him this confidence being a a teen boy going into high school and middle school that he didn't have. But he, he's got this attitude right now, according to my mom, that's very much like he doesn't need to try in school anymore because he's going to be, he's going to be a pro pro racer. And so I go to him and like he looks at me and will talk to my mom about me and be like, 
oh, well, like, look at Aunt Brooke. You know, it's like, I tell my mom, like, well, did you tell him that, like, I never was trying for this. Like, it was never, I never went into the, into the gym with this as my goal. I went into the gym just wanting to be better, wanting to try and compete. And on top of that, when I moved to Santa Cruz, I had no money. I had, like, $1,000 to my name. And my first job was washing towels at a hair salon. Like... <laughs> Yeah. which is just awful. But like, it wasn't like, it wasn't just gifted to me. It wasn't like, I'm going to go viral. I don't need to worry about anything else. It was just a result of a lot of hard work and it was never my intention, but it's a, it's a career and the things I'm doing is like in a weird way, exactly what my mom has told me my whole life I would be doing. Only we always thought it would be on Broadway. <laughs> I'm not on Broadway yet, but like, it's it's a very un uncomfortable conversation that like I've had with teens and some of them probably leave thinking like damn you bitch right <laughs> but like it, and like it always is me saying it is a it is a career that is not give it takes a lot of money you do it because you love it Correct. the amount of people that can actually have a career beyond like their like years of being an athlete or whatever is very small that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. If it's something that makes you happy and you love doing it, do that. We, we won't know how amazing you can be if you don't try. Correct. But through these young, young years, just be open to other interests that you might have. And, uh, you know, and try those too. So don't like completely cut yourself off from like trying swimming or track and field or wrestling or jujitsu or things like that. And I, my big thing to them is it will only give you more of an edge as a CrossFit athlete, if you develop these other skills as well, right. they'll give you an athletic edge. And now that I'm off my soapbox, I'm telling you guys, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> yeah, right, I'm just right. passionate. But yeah, I mean, how Which, one, I would yeah. love, I would love to hear like maybe your approach to a conversation okay. like that. And also because you're around kids all the time, how often do you deal with those questions either from parents or children? Okay. So I'll go, I'll go two parts. So, the first part is with the with the doing the sports and all that to help you with the crossfit and all that. I think 100% agree. Right, get exposed to different groups of people, different kinds of movements, things like that. Uh, with our programming in general, for us, what we do is we're very like strength based. So I always try to articulate to these kids, no matter what you want to do, let it be sports or the crossfit games, you got to be strong. And I think that same with the adults classes, they 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 lose these fundamentals that you need to build this strong base in order to build on top of. So with the kids, they squat. They deadlift, they press, they clean, you know, they work on some uh, skill movements as well, but their whole goal is to get stronger. You know, we, we do like strict pull-ups, things like that, you know, kipping pull-ups, sure, go over the technique, but we try to instill the value, like, for anything you want to do, you got to be a strong human. Well, and a strong athlete is a safer one, 100%. 100%. Even if, so, even if your technique might falter a little bit, if you have a strong base, your body is safer than if you, if you don't. So yeah. focusing on strength, especially with the adults too, with new new clients coming in. Yeah, and everyone wants to do the fancy stuff, right? They want to do the, the cool flipping muscle up to the rings to the back pedal, you know, butterfly. Back pedal. Right? <laughs> and I keep telling them, hey, that stuff will come, but you got to be able to do a pull-up. You got to be able to do some push-ups. You got to, you know, the build your base. So that's one thing with them. So we instill that kind of mindset that the strength is the most important. Now, some of them want to be competitive and all that, but, and that that's fine, and I support it, and I will... Give them, you know, things to work on that I think is specific to them, you know, and whatnot. But they know that when they're doing these competitions, they're using, like, let it be the open to see where they're ranking throughout the world. 
So I think it gives them a good understanding like, hey, if I move up every year a thousand spots, I'm killing the game. I'm moving forward. That's the right way to go, right? Uh, to the games, if, they, if that is their motivation that keeps them coming consistently, sure. I will, I will say yes. Let's do that. That's the goal. It's not going to happen overnight. It is a huge process. Like, look about you. When did you go to the first regionals? When did you go to the first games? Do you know what I'm saying? It took, it took a long, long time of developing these skills. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I was doing CrossFit uh, on and off in college. Right. Um, and I was just, I, because of my background, I didn't have, I didn't, I wasn't winning there but I was a good team athlete. So the gym that I went to was like, we need you because you're the strongest girl in our gym. And, but my focus was my dance and all of that. But I didn't start training like to be an individual athlete until uh, the end of 2013. I went into, I trained for the 2014 regional and that was the first time I committed myself to training. But prior to that, I had been doing CrossFit, just not very seriously or consistently to be a competitive athlete and even when I went to regionals in 2014 I won the first event I finished sixth place in our region which was gnarly because there were so many past games athletes that was the first time I realized how good I actually was and I had been told that I was good or that I could be good but but I didn't know what it was I didn't see that you know so like really for me to get to the CrossFit games it's not only the years that I did CrossFit it's the you know uh, almost a year and a half of like straight strict dedication like every single day living breathing and then more so even beyond that but for me it was the years of dedication to all my sports I just yeah I've like it's a long time of like being very dedicated to like whatever physical activity it is that you're doing and it's very cool to see the kids having something like that I think it's not only good for you know physical health but like really important for mental health and your tribe that you've created is got to be such a a phenomenal support system for them going through like weird teenage years oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent true you know with they (laughs) that's okay the the confidence they build you know, with each other and all that, and then seeing how they're progressing. And I know they see it because, you know, they have their little PRs and they have that. So they all know they're on the right route. Yes, some of them want to be competitive, but I think that they realize that if they want to do that, this is the right way that they're doing it. You know what I mean? It's not to do, like, crazy random stuff, but things that are, like, progressive. They see the value of it. They see how they're getting better and better each week, each month, right? So, you know, we have a couple girls that this will be their second open event. And they've moved up so many spaces because of this one skill that they can. They could do like pull-ups now. Right. They do toes to bars now. Right. You know, and they do a lot of these open qualifiers, which I think are are good because you do them in your own gym, right? Around people that you love that are all supportive for you, right? And at the same time, you have this also this web to compare yourself to everyone else to right. see where because you really you're are. Thinking like if you're like the best one, you're the best in one your gym, in your it's, gym. It's like yeah. a big fish in a small pond, and exactly. then it's like that, you know gets bigger and then they're able to really see kind of where they're at and i'll tell you this what i do like about those qualifiers and all that it shows them like what they need to work on it shows them the holes in their game right and i right 100 humbling and that that happens to me every open yeah right damn why didn't i learn how to do muscles damn why didn't i keep doing singles instead of double unders right but you're forced to do it right and so with this it shows my i really need to work on my toes to bar i can't kip them i can do one so they work on it i can't do handstand push-ups okay now i'm gonna work on this get it get stronger and i think too um Everyone, I've always said CrossFit's very uncomfortable. I'm not even, not even just CrossFit, just functional training 
and training in general is very uncomfortable. Like it's the only way you can have an adaptation. Yeah. It's not comfortable. It's not how you get better. And so it can be very easy for people of all ages to kind of sandbag stuff, yeah. like to kind of get away with the bare minimum. So then running something where either we're doing some challenges at the gym or something like the CrossFit Open, not only does it makes people check themselves and humbling in a sense of like, wow, you know, I, I can't do these, you know, and maybe it helps them look at, oh, well, we actually do these a lot in class. I just always choose the easier route. Right, that I don't want to really like hurt that much. Um, for them to get to see other people that have chose to work on those things and see them get their muscle up for the very first time oh. or see them get double unders for the very first time, that is like a huge motivator, I think, for people. Because it's like not only are you, it's like you're like, you're jealous. You're like, I want to feel that. And I want to, I want our community to like, like celebrate that for me too. So I think that, you know, having that just in the community that we have is another motivator for people to kind of like step their game up a little bit and stop like cutting reps or, (laughs) you know, cutting meters. And that's, and that's, that's the thing, you know, with the, with everything that's going on with the CrossFit and all that, the cool thing about the open is how it brings the whole community together. Right. And I will, and I will vouch for that. The magic that happens during that time, that first muscle up, that PR clean, that, you know, extra little push that happens. Coolest thing ever. Right. And these kids, they're part of it. You know, they're part of they do the competitions on the weekends. They do everything there. So it's it's very cool to see, you know, and their programming wise, very similar to the adults, just a little bit less fancy. That's really what it is. I don't know who that is. That's my phone. Oh, Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was like, I don't know who Gonzalo is. <laughs> yeah. I was He's like, gonna clean my car. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, yeah. DJ, thanks for coming and chatting with us. We're gonna have you back for sure. Okay. Plus, plus we have this really cool new equipment. We do. That we're really. I'm a pretty much. <laughs> I know. So guys, sit down. Sit down. Hold on. Hold on. Don't. Don't. Don't get up. Don't get so up. So funny. So funny. Yeah. Um, but thank you for coming and chatting with us. Yeah, and I for taking it. the time. They're still laughing, guys. Shut up. Yeah, it's okay. not funny. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. Five-star rating. Five-star rating. <laughs> DJ, tell your friends to give us a five-star rating. Hey, friends. All you friends out there, give us a five-star rating. If you like kids, right? If you yeah, like if you freedom. Like kids if you like freedom. freedom <laughs> if you like freedom. Right? Five stars is what you want to give us. If you want your kids to get stronger, give us five stars. If you don't want your kids to get stronger, give us one star. Also, guys, just a reminder, this month is Women History Month, and I believe women have been working out for, you know, for years. That's at, my, at one, least, my one. At least at years. Least, yeah, at least a few years. No. Kill it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is Women History Month. Um, so on that note, thank you for empowering all the young girls. At our oh, gym. So cool to see. Yes. It's really amazing. And I'm absolutely, I've, I love seeing the young girls walk around with confidence and moving barbells and just feeling good about being strong. Because even just a few years ago, that was not the case. And the amount of girls and boys that message me all the time about wanting to get stronger and have more muscle is really amazing. And that's because of, for sure, like people like me and, and, and Gina, because I want to have muscles like Gina. But because of people and coaches like you that are creating an environment that makes health and fitness very, very sexy to like adults, kids, and just, you know, to have a really positive, fun life. So thank you. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Just kidding. I didn't have to turn the camera on. I know. Thanks for listening. <laughs> there will be no video on this one because we no forgot video. to video. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, but right. thanks, guys. We really appreciate you. Bye. Love you. Bye.
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.